other day the podcast i'm one of your hosts like always claire J. unfortunately ayana could not make it here with us today but that is okay our girl is booked and busy and we love to book and busy shorty okay uh, her nine to five has got her tied up uh, we both work at universities um, and you guys did not know that we do both work at universities in different states uh, but her title she works a, a lot more closely with students than I do and so she is working on a more integrated uh, plan to safely bring students back on campus and that is taking up all of her time and that is a very important thing to make sure that especially during this pandemic that Everybody involved, especially students, faculty, and staff at universities are being safe with this transition of bringing students back on campus. So we are going to give her some grace with not being on this podcast here with us, but that is okay. We are going to rock and roll it without her, Um, maybe for the first few episodes. And then when she has a little bit more time, she will join us and we will have uh, be the other day the podcast host together but these first few episodes again are just going to be me I may have some special guests here and there in her absence but this one this first one is just me I do have a topic that is very near and dear to my heart something that I am still living and going through and so I may revisit it in a later podcast uh, to kind of give you some updated feelings and emotions when I'm not in this predicament any longer and what I am talking about is living at home with your parents and specifically being in your late 20s, uh, living at home with your parents. I graduated college about four years ago. Gosh, that sounds so terrible. (laughs) So terrible to say, but I graduated college four years ago and I moved back home with my parents. And I think some people think of it as a, a decision. You graduate and you are contemplating between two decisions that you're going to make. Are you going to move to a different state? Are you going to move to a different city? Are you going to move in with your partner? Um, are you going to then go to graduate school? All of these things. And none of that crossed my mind. That was never in my thought process. I just knew I was going to graduate and I was going home. Uh, I never had that like, oh, I've got to go home. That was that wasn't me. And I think it has to do with my relationship with my parents. I We are so, so close. I'm the youngest of five siblings. And um, my the closest siblings next to me are my sisters. They are twins. We're six years apart between uh, them and I. And so by that time, I was a surprise to my parents. Um, and so my sisters were six years old. They just got them in school out of diapers. And then boom, I was, 
I arrived, I, I became a part of the scene and my mom was devastated because she was like, oh my gosh, I have to start buying diapers again, high chairs, like do the whole nine again when she just got her twins into school. So they were, they were in their early, my mom was in her late 20s, I think she was about 29 when she had me and my dad was in his early 30s. And so they were, I had the relaxed parents. If you let my siblings tell it, I had the relaxed parents. Um, so I got to have a closer relationship with them. And also I had a hard time um, integrating myself in school. So I hung out with my parents a lot. Um, if I, you know, when we went to church, I did not want to go to the kids' classes because I, I got bullied in the kids' classes. And so I just had a closer bond with my parents because I just always wanted to be with them. And so that our relationship blossomed throughout my life to, to the, even to the point when I did go off to college, my mom wanted me to have this experience where I experienced what it was like to be a college student. So she they moved me in and then they were like, bye girl, like go do your thing. And that was not what I needed. I was so devastated, so sad. And once they realized that and they were like, okay, well, Claire, she's not responding in that way. I came home every weekend and I lived about an hour and a half from um, my university. So, and I did not have a car. They, our university did not allow freshmen um to have cars on campus unless you were out of state or unless you were a commuter, obviously. So I did not have my car on campus. And so my dad would come pick me up, the most precious man ever. He would come pick me up every weekend and um, I would spend that time with my parents. And being able to see them, I was it made it so much easier for me to make friends at college because before I was not making friends, I did not have a roommate, she did not show up. And I was so upset. And my mom was like, girl, then you have the best situation. You have a whole room to yourself. And I did not see it like that. I was like, I don't have any friends. Like, where am I supposed to make friends? I, I wasn't really making friends in my uh, classes. I did make a friend and then she rushed or she joined recruitment and she joined a sorority. And then she had those sorts of friends. So she still hung out with me, but she had her fixed group of friends and I did not. And I was just having a really hard time with that. And um, I was just sad all around. So being able to see my parents on the weekend, I was in a better mood and I was, um, it made it a little bit easier for me to want to make friends. And so I say all of that to say when I graduated, it was no, it was no like, oh, I got to move at home with my parents. Like I was kind of like, yay, you know, I, I get to see them. Uh, but once I made friends after my freshman and sophomore year, I didn't go as go home as much, but I still called my parents every day. So we still had that com that um, communication that was always there that moving home was not like the all the end of end of the world for me. And so that's kind of how the decision happened. I just knew graduation was coming. I never even started to look for apartments because I was like, girl, you broke. Like, where are you? That never crossed my mind. So I moved, I moved home. And um, once I moved home, that is when the, the thought process, process of what most people think before they move home. So I moved home and when people 
know that you've graduated, that's when they start to ask the, what's your plans after graduation? Like, what are you doing? What are your plans? And I started to receive all those questions, which I never even thought of before. And that's when I felt like I had to over explain. I had to over explain why I was living at home. And I, I started to feel bad about it. And so I'd have to be like, oh, well, I, I'm living at home because I I don't, you know, I, I'm taking summer classes. So I did technically, I guess I walked in the spring, but I still had to take, I think I took two. I still had to take two summer classes and I graduated in August of 2016 after I took those summer classes. So that was my excuse is that I wasn't technically finished with school yet. I still had to take those summer classes. And when people are like, okay, well still like, where, where, where are you looking for jobs? That hadn't even crossed my mind. Uh, in college, my senior year, I was working at Panera at the time, Panera Bread. And so I transferred my job from school to where my parents were living. And I was like, I'll just work at Panera because I'm still a college student technically. And that would, that kind of helped me um, hush the naysayers because they're like, okay, well, she's still in school. So then August, 2016 came, I finished my summer classes and I was technically um, an alumna of my class of my college and then I was like dang Claire like what are you about to do and I started temping I was a temp worker for a little bit of time and I kind of enjoyed that because it's you get to I guess technically reinvent yourself each job depending on how long your job assignment was and I think I think the longest I stayed at a place was like about a month and then I would have a new job and meeting new people. And that made me feel good because I have such a loving personality and uh, my name even means light. And so that's a lot of people say is like, when I meet them, I bring light to the situation. Like I'm fun. I like to joke around. And so when I would come to my job assignments, those people, uh, the employers that I worked for at the time, like they did not want me to leave. So every time I would leave a job, uh, they would have like a party for me. They would have gifts, gift cards, flowers on my last day. Like they did not want me to go. So I kind of liked working my temp jobs, but I knew that they were temporary. So I knew that I had to find something a little bit more long-term. And so that started to be another cover so like when people are like well what are you doing and I'm like well I'm temping but I'm looking for x y and z and then people would ask me what I received my degree in I received a degree in liberal arts and so then people are like well what is that so then I just felt like I just had to continuously over explain all of the all of the decisions I had made up until that point and um, especially with my degree, I think it was more so I had trouble explaining why I, re I went to college for four years to receive a liberal arts degree than I did about living at home. But that could be a topic for another episode, but we are gonna get to living at home. Sorry, I just had to give you a little background story to my decision on how I got to living at home. And um, again, I've been living at home for four years. So I'm going to give you a little bit of statistics. So according to PewResearch.com or Pew Research Center, uh, in February of 2020, so February this year, 47% of young adults, and they classify young adults as 18 to 29-year-olds, live with one or both of their parents. So, And that's due to a monthly census report that they took on U.S. Americans. So that was on United States Americans. So again, that is 
of young adults, 18 to 29. And I do fall into that category. And they did another one after the pandemic hit. So in July, 2020, that number grew to 52%. Um, and rightfully so it's a hard time and, um, uh, people were losing jobs. Schools were shutting down. Like what, what are you going to do? So abruptly you start to move home. Um, and so again, so July, 2020, that was 52%. That's totaling to 26.6 million young Americans are living with one or both of their parents. And that was a 2.6 million increase from February. So again, we're going to say February, 2020, 47% of young adults live with their parents. And then July, 2020, 52%. That is totaling to 26.6 million. And that is uh, coming from pewresearch.org. And I looked that up because I just wanted to know why people looked at me so crazy when I say I live at home, like nobody else does that. But then when they're, in fact, there's Um, 26.5 million, because, well, I guess 26.6 million. I'm a part of that number. So there's other people that live at home. So why do I get all these crazy looks for living at home? And I understand, right? Because people want their space. People want to do their own thing. They don't want to have... have to be babysat or or listen or answer to their parents, but I never thought of it like that. And um, or you're also seen as like lazy or freeloading, like you just living there just to be living there. But I, in retrospect, had a plan, and my parents really laid it to us that they did not want me or my siblings to have debt. And they really laid that on us because they experienced that and they did not want their children to go through that, right? And um, they listened to Dave Ramsey and I think 2001, he came to our church and it changed my parents' life. Uh, That sounded really country. Sorry, that was my Kentucky coming out. That changed my parents' life. <laughs> but um he did and they paid off some debt. We went on our first family trip. We went on a cruise to the Bahamas. Like it changes your life to be free from debt. And it opens up so many opportunities to do different things that you would never see because you are just paying and paying and paying something that you potentially will never be free of. And my parents didn't want that for me. And so I moved home to create this blueprint, to create this plan to pay off my debts. And at the time, I only had student loan debt. So I went to college again for four years. I received a bachelor's degree in liberal arts. And I had racked up um, about $27,000 in student loan debt. Now, in comparison to a lot of other people, that's, um, that's not a lot. But for somebody that does not have a job, $27,000 is a lot, right? I've never even seen 27,000 French fries, you know? So the fact that I owe somebody that much money was crazy. And my mom is an accountant, and so she... Um, she loves numbers and she loves making spreadsheets and, and paying off things. I think she just likes, I mean, I think everybody likes that. Everybody likes the feeling of when you are finally finished with something, when you are finally done paying something, that reward. And she wanted that for me. 
And um, we created this plan. And four years from, um, four years now, again, for me graduating, you have that grace period. So again, I graduated August, 2016. I didn't start paying on my student loans until about March, 2017. And now, so I guess that would technically make it three years, but I have $5,000, you all, in student loan debt. And I'm so proud of myself. Not a lot of people can say that. So I would say in about a year or two, I will be free of that student loan debt. And again, that could be a podcast in itself of potentially how how hard it was to, to um, monitor myself or be diligent enough to even make those milestones, those payments and things. And people kind of see that if you're giving up your freedom, but I was not like, I was still going to concert. I got to meet Kendrick or I got to meet TDE right in that time where I'm still paying um, my student loans down. I was still traveling. I was still doing these things. So you don't have to give up as much, but you do have to take a clear look at what you're spending and is it worth spending that amount of money on? Um, but I, I've paid that much down in that time frame from 2017 um, to now. I got a car. I was I got my car July of 2018. Um, I got a car for eight thousand dollars just this year in um, July of 2020. So literally two years, I paid my car off. Um, again, it was $8,000. I, I had a five-year loan and I paid it off in two years. And just being able to say those things and do those things, it's because I was able to live at home, right? And there's also another st- statistic, excuse me, of kind of the earnings, right? Of why people are living at home. And it says that this is on CNBC.com, and they got their information, their numbers from PewResearch.org, uh, the same research that I was talking about, the number of millennials that live at home. It reads here, it says, millennials with a at least a bachelor's degree earned $56,000 in 2018. So that was in 2018. And, and that was like, and that's slightly more than what, College educated baby baby booner. I can't talk. Okay, I'm gonna just start that over. All right, millennials with at least a bachelor's degree earned fifty six thousand dollars in 2018, and that's slightly more than what college educated baby baby boomers earned. So baby boomers are my parents' age. So that's about the the sixties. So the fact that we're making slightly a little bit more than what they were making then is nuts. Like we're not making the amount of money to um, to uphold the, the lifestyle, the cost of living it takes to be in the United States right now. I think that's all a statistic on here 
that millennials are making 20% less than their parents, than baby boomers as well. And also on this, this website, it says the individual earnings of young workers have remained mostly flat over the past 50 years. So prices are going up for apartments. If even if you're in your city, if, wherever you're listening from, I know that you can think about back to even when I went to college back in 2012 was my freshman year of college, that if you were looking to get an apartment, it was maybe about, I don't know, 400 or so dollars a month. Now looking at a one bedroom, one bath, maybe 600 square feet, you're, that's about a thousand dollars. And that's just rent. You haven't, you haven't turned your lights on. You haven't turned your water on. What are you watching? You haven't watched Netflix, Hulu, none of that. And the fact that it costs that much, but we're not making that money. So how are we supposed to live? And that is one reason why a lot of uh, millennials or a lot of young adults are making the decision to live at home. And I also, I also too fit in that realm because right now I cannot afford to live on my own right now. But if I wanted to make the conscious decision to do that, I could. But the money that I'm putting towards my debt is the reason why I can't get an apartment. But if that if that was the mindset I wanted to do, I could do that. But then if I'm living in an apartment, I'm not paying off my debt. So it becomes a tug and pull. So it's like how I'm I'm trying to live. And a lot of people, some people don't have the luxury of having parents that have that mindset of you should pay your debt off. So I'm not paying any rent here, but my rent that I'm paying is are are on my debts, right? But some people don't have the luxury of living with their parents. So then they graduate college and they um, move into apartments that they are literally working paycheck to paycheck to pay for. And you have very little funds to then pay off your debt. And that's what they're looking for, right? They're looking for you to, that's what the banks are looking for, that you are unable to pay your debts. And so interest rates keep racking up, racking up, racking up. And you will never see the light, right? You, you're just burying yourself in these debts. And it's also a tug and pull with, I paid off my car, right? A couple months ago and my credit score went down seven points. So in order to have good credit, you have to, to have debt. And then when you have debt and you're not paying it, it's bad on your credit. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what is, what is expected of me? And it seems to be something unattainable to kind of get you in this this circle of unattainable goals, really. And um, this episode kind of went awry because that's just kind of how my, my mind works. But I don't think that living at home or it can even, you can even look outside of living at home. I don't, if you have a plan, of something that you want to achieve and you feel like other people will not understand your thought process and you feel like you have to over explain that who cares about them right because a lot of people even even with saying I, I live at home but I've paid x amount of dollars on x y and z people are like okay but what do you have to show for that I really don't have anything to show that I've almost paid down my student loan debt and my car's paid off. I really don't have any tangible goal. But when somebody was like, I live on my 
live on my own. Here's my apartment. You can show them the keys. You can show them the square footage. You can show them the X, Y, and Z things. And sometimes that even gets to me that I'm like, I don't feel like I have anything tangible to, to show that I'm working my behind off, um, day in and day out at my full-time job at my nine to five to be debt free. And, um, I'm so thankful for my parents for allowing me to live here and allowing me to be rent free, um, to, to do these things, but they understand the, how free that you will feel with not having this, this debt on your back. And I just have to uh, continuously remind myself that that's important and it is important. And it, it, you can kind of get in this rut that, okay, every month I'm, I'm paying $500. I'm paying a thousand dollars or whatever, how much that you can pay on these things. But it just doesn't seem to be going anywhere. And I kind of got into that rut. I was talking to my mom a couple months ago is that I feel like I'm doing all this stuff and I'm just over it. And I was right there close about to pay one of my loans off. And I was really excited about that, but I have five loans, right? So I'm like, I pay one loan off and then I just starts over again. And I'm like, where? I'm tired. I'm tired of this but I'm so close and I don't want people to give up. I don't want you to feel like there is there is no cap to the the feeling that you will feel when you pay off that last whatever it is. When you pay off that last credit card bill, you pay off that last student loan, car loan, whatever it is um even like medical bills, like that feeling of paying something off and knowing that ain't nobody about to be calling your phone every month. Like, hello, Claire Johnson, you owe, you ain't got to hear that. And that is so nice, right? Like to, to the fact that each month when you get your, or each week or however you get paid that when that, that check hits and you like, okay, well, I can't spend this because I know, um, I know bank of America or I know, um, federal loan servicing, like I know they about to get all my money, so I'm not even gonna get excited. And they get all their money and you're like, okay, I got a little spending money. And then what happens? That Netflix comes out, okay? And so just to just to know that your money that you're making is yours and you can do whatever you please with that is so freeing. And so that's what I, that's how I envision living at home. And I think also the closeness of me and my family, but especially me and my parents, it makes it quite easier. But then also it does come with a few challenges. And as you know, that being an adult in your late twenties and you've lived in college for four years and you have a little bit of, um, of freedom because I, I lived on campus all four years, but my parents weren't there every day. So if I wanted to get up at get up in the middle of the night at, at 3 a.m. and go see some little knucklehead boy, not that I was doing that mom or dad, I was not, I was in the bed. Like I should have been getting all nine hours of sleep. Uh, but if I wanted to get up at 3 a.m. to go see some knucklehead boy, I could do that. And I could go come back into my room and had nobody to answer to. But when I moved home, that was a different thing. I had to think about what that, what my parents thought that I was doing, even if I wasn't doing that, just what that looks like to them. I had to even think about 
coming home at, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning while my parents are sleeping. Um, I had to think about that because when somebody's gone that, you know, that somebody lives in your house and they are not there, they're out doing what, what have you, right? You can't really sleep at night because you know that maybe she's coming home. Maybe she's not coming home. Maybe somebody's ax murdering her. Maybe she got into a car accident. So you can't fully sleep knowing that your child, nonetheless, is is out in the streets. And but I wasn't thinking of it that way because I, I didn't have to really think about that when I was in college because they didn't know I was gone. Um, and so I that was very challenging for me because I'm like, girl, I'm then I'm 22 I'm 23 like I don't want to have to answer to that but I had to be respectful like this is their home so no I do not have to ask for permission but I have to be respectful and for my boyfriend at the time for my partner at the time he did not understand that he did not like that he felt like I had to ask my parents for permission and I sometimes was asking them for permission so I had to work on the I moved back home and you kind to um, revert back to roles that you were in. So I, I moved back home and I reverted back to the last time that I lived at home, which was in high school. So I was asking them, could I eat this? Like I was asking them if I could go out. I was telling them these things and my parents weren't questioning because they're my parents. They're like, well, yeah, that's my, my child. She should be telling me these things. But then I had to be like, I'm an adult, but I'm also, I'm an adult. And so I do not have to ask your permission, but I do want to be respectful. And that was a very challenging tug and pull because I didn't really know how to speak up for myself. Because there's another thing, I think it may be in black homes specifically, but that your parents tell you something and there is no if, ands, buts. There's no room for um, challenging. There's no room for conversation. Like what you say is, is what I said is what you're about to do. And... I've never been, um, I've never been anybody that kind of challenged anyone and especially my parents, but I, I never challenged anyone. So the fact that I'm like, okay, I'm 23, 20, 24, and I'm wanting to, to make my own decisions and do these own things, but I live at home, like where is the happy medium? And so I had to really figure out like how to to have that conversation with my parents and unfortunately we did have it and we have a very good um way of abiding by those quote-unquote rules right but that is a challenge because I'm grown and sometimes I do want to stay out all night if with a man or I do want to stay all night with with my friends but I'm like you know what I gotta go home because I know that my mom or I know that my dad's sleeping but not really sleeping and then you know sometimes honey that does save you because sometimes you do not need to be out with that knucklehead boy you need to be in your own bed and that also helps you establish different boundaries with the man if he's like okay she ain't gonna spend the night with me all the time that's different that's new and you might I might have just helped you meet your lifetime partner you're welcome but uh, that was definitely a challenge, but I enjoy being able to continuously build on this foundational relationship, this open relationship, this loving, um, this loving 
community, I guess, for lack of a better word, that my parents have. Like, a lot of people can't say that they talk to their parents every day. They can't say that they have a good time with them, that they want to spend time with them. A lot of people can't say that. And I'm so proud to say that my parents are my best friends. I love them to the moon and back. I would do anything for them. And anybody that knows me knows that, that I feel that way about them. And I'm again, I've said it numerous times during this episode, but I'm so thankful and grateful for all of the things that my parents have taught my siblings and I, have shown my siblings and I that they have wanted to interject but did not because they were like, okay, this is a lesson. This is a a lesson that they need to learn. And although I know that they shouldn't do that, I'm allow them, I'm going to allow them to bump their head because sometimes you're just not gonna listen to mom and dad about something. They gotta bump their head and be like, dang, that was that was dumb. <laughs> and I, I thank them for allowing my siblings and I to bump our heads and Um, learn from that and then when we come back to talk to them about it they never be like well I was gonna say they never say that they never said that they listen with open ears and they just allow us to continue to blossom and bloom into the young adults and the adults that we are today and I'm so grateful and thankful for them so in conclusion For any people, for any person, persons that are about to graduate college or their college experience was interrupted due to the pandemic or they're thinking about moving moving home, I hope that you listen to this podcast. If, If you know somebody that is going through this, I hope that you refer them to this episode because it's not that bad. It's not for everyone. I will say that it is not for everyone, but it's really not that bad, especially if you have a plan to, to see financial freedom, or if you have a plan to do whatever it is, X, Y, and Z, uh, it can be a smart financial decision. It can rekindle relationships with your parents. It can help you catapult you to be a better Uh, adult later in life and you do sometimes have to make those sacrifices those hard decisions that only you sometimes can see Uh, because a lot of people even now people like oh you live at home like girl you need to get out you need to leave but then it's like okay if I move out and I have no money then where am I at then I'm asking my parents for for money because I don't have it and I don't want to do that like when I'm when I move out I want to be able to know that I got it and I always tell my mom, like, I want to know that when I move out, I can put all of my bills on auto pay and not have a care in the world. Know that I'm going to have money in my bank account, excuse me, in my bank account to pay that and just move on with my life. And I'm not at that point yet, but I will hopefully soon I'll have an episode saying that, honey, I got all my bills on auto pay. And that will be soon, okay? I'm going to speak that into existence. But again, so if you know anybody that is trying to make that decision, if they want to move back home, if they feel bad about it, do not feel bad about it because um, there is something greater on the other side for making that challenging decision to to potentially, in some people's eyes, moving back, going backwards, or you, or sometimes you feel like you're losing momentum because you were doing so well, and then you have to move back home. 
right? And there's a negative con- connotation on that, but there shouldn't be because some people just need help and that's okay because not everybody, no one makes it on their own, completely on their own doing something. Somebody always gets a, a step up from somebody else and you have to look at making the decision to move home as a step up for something greater in your life. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, it was definitely freeing to kind of get that off my mind and discuss that with you all. So again, thank you. Thank you for listening to one of our first few episodes. Again, we miss Ayana, but she will be here with us in our soon later episodes. But what I am going to leave you all with is a quote that my mom used to tell my siblings and I all the time. And it is, I know I'm somebody because God don't make no junk. And I want you to remember that. And if you don't believe in God, you can insert Allah, you can insert um, the universe or the higher power, whoever that you, that you believe your existence comes from. Just know that you are somebody, that you, if, that you have breath in your body, that you have value and you have purpose and you walk in your purpose every day. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to The Other Day, the podcast, and we'll be back very soon. Bye.